Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me this evening with uh, what we're dubbing our season preview episode, finally, Jacob Terrell, Earl Nieto, and our friend, friend, good friend Harry, uh, you guys know him as uh, at Ram and Call across social media. Guys, we got a loaded show tonight, a lot to get to. Uh, I do have one burning question for you, though, Earl. Nope, don't have time. No? no? Okay, fine. <laughs> Moving right along. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> look, 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 look. We all heard Jacob's wife a while ago, so now we know why he has a hard cutoff today. We all know. Pretty much. Bed, 10 o'clock. Let's go, guys. Or 11 o'clock. <laughs> yep, no that's time. it. We got to get out of here. No, it'll be 9 o'clock your time. Yeah, yeah. yeah we so are. Uh, 9 o'clock bedtime. Let's go. <laughs> okay, we've wasted a minute Anyways. 22. What's your burning question? Burning question. Now that Las Answer Vegas yes. has finally signed some people, is it going to matter? Answer is absolutely not. Carry on. <laughs> They're a playoff team. I, I will have an answer for that later, Harry. You just there we go. Stole, stole our thunder there. But thanks. <laughs> I appreciate yes, it. The question. Vegas. Vegas is Vegas for a reason, and I will not see myself on a mattress on the sideline. Play with fucking blow that's balls. gone. That's all Dude, gone. Joey, Jose is an owner now. Joey Betts. And the Las Vegas now. lights are in what the NASCAR race, what he's in the pace car or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this ain't your Las Vegas lights of old with the mattresses and the cash drabs. This is a serious organization that may, maybe not this year, but uh, <laughs> Jake, Jacob knows. <laughs> We're there. We're there, Harry. We're there. All right, folks. Like I said, like I said we have a full show this evening, a lot to get to. And I mean, let's just start right into it. Yes. The big news of the week. Well, really, I, mean, I guess two weeks ago, we were, we, uh, if not for our delay of the week prior, we would have been live last week. The big news, and I mean, it's, we'll get right into it. Two big announcements from the Mexican United. Not only did Austin Yearwood retire, we also have what we believe may be the retirement of Chris Weehan, who suffered a setback on his injury. And as we saw in his social media post, there was a clause written into his new contract that he signed in the offseason that allowed the club to terminate his contract in the case of a re-injury. Um, let's get thoughts first on, on both of these guys. You know, year one guys who've been with New Mexico United since day one, Bees and, and Austin Yearwood, both fan favorites. And we talked a lot about Bees at the end of last season, would he be back? Could he come back from that injury? And it's just, it's disappointing, number one, to see the setback. And But were you surprised to see the club move on from him? If if the injury is going to be like another year, if he like refractured it, um, which some circles are saying again, um, then no, because that that's, you know that somebody that good didn't wasn't cheap, anyways. And uh, if if you had him signed, the has season hadn't even started, he gets re-injured. You're not going to have him all year. Then the business side of it says you put that clause in there for a reason. He got hurt. You need to use that clause to get out of this contract, so you can go and make other moves. Um, am I happy about it? Obviously, no. Most people aren't happy about it. I don't think it's a great way to treat uh, the leader in pretty much every stat out there for New Mexico United. 
But he signed the contract. He knew that there was a possibility of that happening again. And if it happened, then he was probably going to get let go. And so it just kind of sucks all around. Sucks that he's injured. Sucks that we had to release him or we did release him. Um, but I, I don't think he's done. Uh, uh, Josh over in the comments said uh, he sensed a bit of salt in in his video talking about Weehan explaining it, which, yeah, I, I imagine I imagine it's a mix of salt and hurt and everything else on top of being injured. So just a, a crappy situation all around. And then Austin retiring doesn't fully surprise me, but we've got to lead the league in players playing their last season for us. I mean, it, it might be close to it at this point. You got Dev Schmidt, Suggs. Jerome Kiesewetter played his last professional match for us. He's a realtor now. I don't know if you knew that, but if you follow him on social media, that's what he's doing now. Uh, Josh Goss. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, he played one season. Um, like, like OG. Long, yeah. Juan Pablo Guzman. I don't think he's played again. I mean, there's there's a bunch of them, and it's it's kind of crazy. But, um, I, I love Austin. Miss him. I'll miss him. But uh, I'm sure he's on to bigger and better things. He's a good guy, smart guy. He'll he'll do good no matter where he goes. Harry, I want to ask you specifically because uh, as an outsider, you've re mm -hmm. you've uh, referred to bees as uh, Mr. Handball. Uh, obviously, no a, a long, <laughs> mm -hmm. obviously a, a, a long time player within the USL. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on him leaving a, I guess you'd call it a rival club? Do you think, given the severity of this injury, the, the especially the re-injury of a fractured knee, does he land somewhere else? Does he, or do you think that this could be it for, for Mr. Handball? I hope not. I hope just on how New Mexico um, presented it, uh, they came out, they're going to celebrate him throughout the year is what they've said. You guys probably have more details on it than I do. To me, I'm hoping, you know, he has the initial disappointment, you know, through here. But he strikes me as somebody that, will hopefully stay with the club, um, maybe on the academy side, maybe with coaching along those lines, if that's the direction that he wants to go with. Um, but I, I find it hard to believe that he's going to go elsewhere, um, especially at USL level, USL championship level. Could he possibly go down to League One, possibly like PC did, like we thought he was going to retire, but he went to Omaha. But with him coming off back-to-back -back serious injuries, which it has to be a serious injury for New Mexico to cut him, you know, hopefully he set himself up, uh, you know, for the future in the right way, which, you know, just in my very, very limited interactions with him, um, he strikes me as somebody that, um, while he loves the game, um, he loves the banter, you know, like I said here, you know, he signed to my – uh, Mr. Handball flag that I had here that, you know, I've got put up in my soccer stuff is, is kind of cool things to have. But to me, like I said, I'm hoping once time heals a little bit, you know, he, you know, he, you know, he recovers from whatever his injury is that he's able to kind of help New Mexico or the Academy out or something along those lines. Earl, you've been a fan since year one, like all of us, you know, give us some recollections of Austin and B's, 
And which one hurts most for you? I mean, they both hit hard. I mean, they don't really hurt. I mean, the Josh Suggs retirement is the one that hit me the hardest. Um, I mean, with bees, you had to expect it. I mean, most of the year before he was injured, a good portion of last year he was injured. So he's always had some kind of injury going on. So I think it was right for the club to put that clause into his into his new contract. Um, but I mean, he's a really good player. I mean, we watched him drain free kicks from 50, 30 yards out as if there were nothing. Um, so, I mean, B's hurts because he was kind of a firecracker for the offense. But then Austin hurts in the same sense because he was reliable. And we saw that last season where he was jetting down the pitch to make the last effort save, the last ditch stop because Alex was caught off guard. Um, and I'm going to keep it I was, at that. I was, I was about to mute you. I was about to mute you. That's why I ordered it caught off guard. Um, so, I mean, both hurt in their own sense. I mean, you can't put one and the other together because they played two different styles of, of soccer. I mean, one was made for scoring goals and the other one was made for stopping it. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, these are guys, like I said, these are guys that are year one guys. And I had the opportunity after season okay. one to have a bit of a chat with Austin on a on a plane ride. You know, just happens happen, you know, just a chance encounter. You know, talk to Austin and you know, get, we got to know him over a couple of years and he's, he's such <laughs> Austin is such a good guy. He, he really is. Um, and you hate to see someone leave, but you hope he's got bigger and better things on the horizon for him. And as far as bees goes, you know, we talked about it at the end of last year, I talked about how difficult I hate our guest comes back. I from that hate injury. our guest. That wasn't our guest. It was a different Harry Austin. <laughs> Yeah, I talked about how hard it'd be for him to come back from that injury, and you know we kept hearing for weeks uh, that we were he was going to come back, he was going to come back, and that just it just didn't happen. And to hear that there's a re-injury uh, of that of that knee in preseason, you know it, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to not see bees in the black and yellow out there on the pitch because he was a leader, he was a very is a tremendously skilled player. And Josh had a comment back here, uh, our best player on free kicks for sure. I debatable. I think that's debatable. I think uh, Justin Portillo is a bit better uh, in terms of set piece delivery. So I will say Weehan was the best free ta- free kick taker if it was going to be a direct shot on goal. Mm-hmm. And then Portillo was a little bit better at, at serving one in for other people to go attack. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I can absolutely agree with that. So it's going to be odd. It's going to be odd not seeing the two of them back next year. Uh, like Harry mentioned, maybe they get involved somehow. Maybe B sticks around and becomes part of the part of the academy, part of the, the coaching staff. We just don't know at this point. But uh, to well, Harry's his point, video he, that the video he put out made it sound like he was still part of the club in some form. Right. Yeah. And, and again, we just don't know at this point. We don't know what that's going to look like. We don't know what his involvement will be. And like Harry said, with the announcement, the club is going to be celebrating him throughout the year. It, it does sound like he's going to be around 
for for some time. So uh, obviously we wish both of them well and we hope to see them again. I will I'll definitely be looking for him March 9th to see if he's somewhere in the stands, up in the suites, in a box somewhere, in the box one of the boxes somewhere yeah. for sure. But with players leaving, that also opens the door for players to come in. And there's actually been four by my count signings mm-hmm. since our last podcast together. Mm-hmm. So let's go all the way back to the first one. Do you remember, do you know who the first one was since the last podcast? Uh, I want to say it was Herbert. It was actually Talon no, Maples. Maybe, okay, they were right there. It was like yeah, like a day. Talon, so so Valentine's Day they put a post out, um, teased it, and then they announced uh, center back Talon Maples coming over from Houston Dynamo two twenty five year old center back. He really stuck out at media day. Um, he was a big. Not tall, but just like, kind of, you know, uh, Ryden's called the brick shit house. Um, that's kind of how Talon is built. We saw him at the Black and Yellow Bash. He was loving it up there on the stage with all the new fans. Um, seems like to me he's going to be uh, a pretty big part of that back line. We only have four center backs uh, because the next announcement after that was Anthony Herbert who is another center back, 6'4", also 25 years old, built completely different. He weighs less than Talon, but is like six inches taller than him. But also, I mean, I, Earl, what? how did you feel about those two during the black and yellow scrimmage? So I, I like them both. I mean, for two different, different reasons. So I'll start with Talon Maples. I mean... What he showed us at the black and yellow scrimmage was he's reliable and he gives us options at center back that we didn't have since maybe Justin Schmidt. Yeah. That's a good comp. Going back to Justin Schmidt. I mean, that was the last time I can think younger Schmitty for sure. But when we had another reliable center back other than our main staple, um, so, yeah, so he definitely – I don't believe he takes Ryden's position, but he definitely is an option to give Ryden some time to breathe mm-hmm. and take some time to himself and actually rest for a couple for a couple games if he has to, especially now with us still in the U.S. in the Open Cup and all that fun extra stuff that we'll be doing. I mean, it's hard to play that many games in that short of time. And looking at it, I was looking at at the end of the season, we have a touch a tough stretch where we have a Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday game. I mean, we have a lot of three, three, three weeks at the end of the season where we're tired. And then so that just touches on Talon Maples and how he can actually fill in and give give some breath when we need it. And then Herbert. He's built like a skyscraper. He, like we, he, we had a talk, me and you and Jane Lilly, who was there at the at the scrimmage with us afterwards about who the man of the match was. And me and Earl both sat there and thought, you know, I don't know how we give it to a guy who whose team lost three to nothing. But if there was any match that was that was going to be the case, it was going to be this one. Because Herbert was everywhere, especially in the first half. And yeah, and I I said it. Um, I don't know if you heard me, but I did say it. Um, there we go. Jane in the chat says she still can't decide. Hi, Jane. 
So with Herbert, I mean, yeah, we had I drew a blink on his name. We had it last season. Um, Zali, mm-hmm. who was yeah. a tall, kind of built like Herbert, but we didn't use him, and we wound up loading him out to Vegas. And he was also younger. He was also younger than mm-hmm. Herbert, and, and skinnier than Herbert. Um, he was he was like tall and lengthy, uh, and Herbert is tall and lengthy, but he has a little bit more size, a little bit more beefiness to him. And man, was he everywhere uh, during that scrimmage! And yeah, his, really wasn't his ball awareness. His ball awareness is what stood out the most to me. I mean, even on the back line, he is pacing with the strikers that are going and getting the deep ball set to him. And he's just clearing everything away. He and then anything in the air towards him, obviously, especially mm-hmm. with our players being on the shorter side, other than him, he was getting to everything. And so he's made, it's nice to say he's made our back line fortified by now we have everything low covered with Kalen being able to fall back. And we have our, our backs, which I have my lineup, a new lineup, by the way, what I, after I saw, <laughs> from what I saw this past week, I nice. have a new predicted lineup. Um, he's made I did that too, actually. Line. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so he's made that back line a no-fly zone. So nothing's going to go up top because he has incredible ball awareness and he's he's just on the ball quick. And then we saw the last signing that they announced as well, or the, the last two signings that they announced as well. Um, Nanan Hosu actually scored the opening goal of the match. Uh, he's a midfielder coming from Loudon. Man, that dude is good. Was he the word find guy? Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, Virgin. I mean, Virginia. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That dude, man, he he only played the first half, but he had two two through balls that blew me away. Uh, He scored the goal. He was kind of everywhere. He had some nice tackles. I mean, Herbert and Talon are kind of not lower-level signings, but they were definitely signed more for depth and not necessarily to come in and start right away. Um. And then Nanan comes on and you see him in action in person. And he's six, three, like he's, he's, he's a defensive midfielder, but man, is he big. And, uh, I, I, I'll spoil a little bit here. He's in my starting lineup opening day easily. The dude is, is incredible. The midfield, I was trying to do my lineup and, uh, I ended up with Micheletto, Nanan and Bailey as my three in the midfield, which means I'm leaving off Rivas, Nikki, Dayon Harris, Daniel Bruce, Harry Swartz. All five of those could be in the starting midfield and I would not be upset. But when I was sitting there thinking about it, I ended up going with those other three and, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but, it's a good problem to have in the midfield. We've been shorthanded in the midfield more than anything the last few years. And so to have a problem like that where we could literally plug and play one of eight guys and be solid, I'm pretty happy with. Earl, did you have thoughts on Nanan from the Black and Yellow Bash? Or the Black and Yellow Yeah, I mean, 
<clears throat> Nanan was impressive for sure. Um, I know he's been training with the club for a while now, from what the release said. Um, but he he's quick and he thinks fast on his feet. He doesn't second guess what he's going. I mean, you said it. He had a couple through balls that were that were there. And a little bit quicker thinking on the uh, on the other end of that pass, and that's a that's another goal. Um, so yeah, so I'm hoping, and then he shows that he can score. I mean, he he put that one. I mean, granted, it was a trialist. It took a, def- it took a deflection. A trialist uh, goalkeeper. Well, yeah, I don't I don't think anybody's stopping it because of the nasty deflection that it took. Because it was headed to right. the goalkeeper's left, and he dove, and then it took a deflection and ended up hitting the right side of the net. So nobody's stopping that. But just the fact that he's willing to shoot and put it on frame, yeah, and uh, put it in the mix. So he's there, he's eager. It's a good sign. And I know you said he's a defensive mid, but I mean he played. He was all over the way. He was box to box. Played for more sure. like a regular. Yeah, exactly. So he definitely can fill the role that we need in the midfield that we've been lacking forever. Um, and I. I like Nanan, and to give you a spoiler as well, I do have him in my starting lineup. And once again, it was hard who to pick for like a bench and who to pick for that midfield because we're stacked in the midfield. Even with the loss of of bees, this was definitely a good pickup to fill that to fill that hole. So it sounds like you guys had a pretty good time out of the out of out of the scrimmage uh, on Saturday. Uh, what new came out of the black and yellow bash Saturday night? Hold on, I've got one more one more thing on the non because okay. I I gather oh, I, I on these guys that I haven't heard much about but have come from the USL. If you can kind of tap into their fan base and see how they feel about losing the guy, uh, the guys over at Next in Line podcast uh, that cover Loudon, um, friends of ours, we had. Um, um adam yeah duh. uh we had adam on years ago um uh, we had him on the pod when we first played Loudon, and uh so we we keep in contact me and him went back and forth on on twitter yes i'm saying twitter not x fuck y'all um and uh he was bummed like Calm legitimately down, bummed. I, sorry it's a I, it's stupid okay um and so he was like legitimately bummed said we got a really good one um, and so I'm, I'm really happy to have that. We had one more player that we saw at the scrimmage as well. Um, and then while we're at the, at the black and yellow bash, they announce all the players, they bring them up on stage, everything like that. And we actually had a player announcement while we were up there. Uh, we well, finally have be- before oh, we, you, we before you get leak. there, we had a Pete leak. We did get a Pete leak. <laughs> we were talking to Pete, um, at the, at the scrimmage. and he, slightly leaked it then realized oh fuck these guys are media hold on a second (laughs) he said yeah we just signed and then stopped himself so (laughs) and then walked away yeah and then stopped talking (laughs) um but so we kind of knew but his name is uh chris shakes christopher shakes he's a 22 year old goalkeeper uh from penn state coming straight out of college was the big 10 goalkeeper of the year uh had a very impressive college uh, career, and I'll tell you what—he looked really good uh, at the at the scrimmage. So we got to see a lot of new faces at the scrimmage, and all four of them honestly were pretty impressive. At the end of the day, so I'm very excited for uh, 
for those last four signings that we've announced. Probably the last four that we'll have. We've got 24 players, um, and then they did announce the three academy contract kids. Uh, Jay Sice. Well, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I did not prep for this because I had forgot about him. Sorry, guys. Uh, Jackson uh, Dubois. Udo and Udo and Okatani. Yeah. Good job. We got we got there, Earl. We got there. So three academy contract kids. Um, I did my last four signings. Good. I appreciate that. Professional Earl showing up. I forgot. <laughs> um, if you look at my screen over here, I have all my notes. Good. Wow. <laughs> guys, this is a new era in the podcast. If we can get professional Earl here when I'm here and Harry's here, holy cow. We're going to we're going to take the lead by storm. <laughs> but no, so so we saw four new players play. They all impressed us. We saw the three academy kids play. They all held their own. Um nothing else news-wise really came out of the black and yellow bash. Obviously, Earl has his new threads on uh that we picked up there uh the first time that we could pick him up the new Sandia kit. And uh we got to, it's it's always fun to go to those the bash and see you know, all the players hear coach and Peter talk, get to see David and Ron and Clint and all those guys for basically the first time. We saw them, some of them at the game, uh, but this is the first time that we get to have conversations with them, walk around, eat some food, uh, buy some merch, have some fun. And and so that's why I've gone the last two years now. Yeah. So I've gone the last two years now and I'll continue to go as long as they have it because it is a it really gets the juices flowing for the season. And it's like, all right, it's here. Like when we have the bash last year, wasn't until after the first match, but this year definitely a sign that things are, are kicking off. And uh, yeah, I can't, can't wait. Very excited about it. Speaking of those new kits, Earl, you weren't a fan of these, but now you are. What changed? Yeah, I was not a fan. I was not a fan of them. I will be the first to admit it. Really um, not a fan. Let, let's let's yeah. let's you <laughs> say is an understatement yeah yeah if y'all see our group text earl hated these kits yeah, yeah was, i'm gonna be honest i hated every rope. part of it and then but i did say i'd leave the door open until i saw it in person and then i saw it in person on saturday and instantly was sold on it and waited to the bash to buy one. I was hoping to have a goalkeeper kit, but the goalkeeper kits are kind of what we've seen before. So spoiler alert, you've already seen the goalkeeper kit. Don't get your hopes up on those ones. Um, the only difference is Sandia instead of New Mexico True. Well, that's not bad. But yeah, I mean, we've been we've been having discussion in our group text all week long um, about kits. And so we're going to have something here coming up pretty soon. Everyone, so stay tuned on that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Jacob, as you mentioned, the new season's coming up. We can't quite get into new season without a new broadcast rights deal. Yes, finally. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we finally have an announcement. And, you know, this is part of the reason we have Harry here. Obviously, you know, Harry's been covering the league uh, for just as long as we have, if not longer. And judging by the color of his hair, I would say longer. <laughs> well, I had to grow the beard so I could fit in with you guys. And, you know, it just, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the broadcast rights deals finally get uh, finally been announced. We've known about CBS Sports and CBS Sports Network for a while now. And now we have ESPN and ESPN Plus announcement that came out today. Uh, Harry, 
in your opinion, why did it take the league so long, number one, to announce this? And what do you think about the split of the games? Not only the national broadcast, but how the rest of them are going to be divvied up. So it's kind of two separate things. One, mm -hmm. major deals, because this is reportedly high seven figures. Um, those take a long time to work through, and I'm sure they're I'm sure this has been done sooner than it was announced. Because if you watched uh, USL Access on YouTube, unless you have an XM subscription, uh, the, uh, Mike and Devin teased it that uh, it was where we thought it was going to be mm -hmm. last week. So, and historically, this is kind of where they do announce that stuff. So that way, let's be honest, it creates content creates discussion, creates buzz. So obviously you do the big announcement about CBS Sports because that is a huge announcement. Think about this. The USL final is on your local CBS station. Yeah. So if you're up there in the mountains, as long as you got your rabbit ears up and you can pick up CBS locally, you can watch, you know, whether it's New Mexico United, San Antonio, whoever's in the finals. And that's awesome. Um I was a little disappointed. We all know it's it's none of those two teams, and it's going to be Las Vegas Lights. <laughs> they got Fabian Garcia, so what can you say? They, 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 they're loaded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that, so you mentioned the, the finals on CBS. There's also two regular season games on CBS. On CBS. There's seven one regular that season. In, I think the first one leads into the final four, right? Uh Louisville on April 6th, Louisville yeah, and um, in the 11 yeah. leads into the final four. Yeah, which is sneaky smart. Um, and then you have seven matches on ESPN Plus, and then the rest will be on uh, CBS Sports uh, Network. Well, no, right? seven on ESPN. Sorry, uh, ESPN 2. ESPN, yeah, ESPN 2. That's what I meant. Mm -hmm. ESPN uh, Dose. Yeah. And then everything else, I believe, is on ESPN Plus. If I'm not There's mistaken. a few shows that are on the CBS Sports Network or the Glazo Channel, and you can get the Glazo Channel for free off of like Paramount Plus or just right. you know any TV streaming thing nowadays. They'll have have that channel. Um, so as far all as I the, heard is you guys need to keep paying your streaming services. Yeah, that's, that's the way of the world, is, buddy. It is a little bit of a bummer um, that like the <laughs> CBS Sports Network. We um, asked for a la carte, and well, yeah, <laughs> we got all cards. The CBS Sports Network and the ESPN two are matches that you can't get on ESPN just Plus streaming or... plus, streaming services. You can't get them without a cable subscription or somebody that has access to a cable subscription. But for us, we only have one match on any of those, and it's on CBS Sports, so that's all we have to worry about until the final. Um, and that's not going to be on CBS. So, um, but for everybody else that follows USL, it is a little annoying, uh, to have to have multiple streaming services and a cable package to watch every match, but it's but, growth though. It's growth. yeah, it is. It's it like, I'll, I'll take that over having our final or yeah, I'll take that as long as we have our fun with our, having our final on CBS, than having just ESPN plus like that is, it's a it's a massive deal. I think it's it shows it, it, the the figure that you mentioned earlier, Harry, along with everything else, along with it being like you have to have Apple TV to watch MLS. 
you can theoretically watch a USL championship match, at least one, if you have cable every week. If you just have cable, and that's without a streaming service. Plus, they've left it open so that if your team has a local market that broadcasts your matches, like if we had KOAT or something like that broadcast our matches, that's still available to the clubs as well. And so it's it's just a huge deal. It's showing the growth. It's showing the um, ability to appease a little bit wider audience. And uh, especially when sport live sports is it's the only thing that's like left for bid. Yep. Hey, raising anchors podcast coming in there. How you doing guys? And Who's also, um, not to interrupt, but it is separate from FLT you mentioned, you mentioned KOAT. Um, that is also something that was announced on one of the Facebook posts just a while ago is Estrella TV will cover all the right. United matches again. So, so that is also the local market that you get yeah. out here. Must be nice. <laughs> and so it, it's just, it's a huge deal for the league. It's, it's a multi-year deal with ESPN finally, instead of just this one to one and CBS. So it, it as a fan of somebody in this league, it kind of brings you peace that, Hey, this league is, is making it, it's growing. It's not going anywhere. And I, like all of us, I'm sure, and all the people listening are, are super excited about that. Even if somebody might be a little annoyed that they've got to have two streaming packages or this or that or the other to watch them. At the end of the day, that, that shouldn't matter if you're worried. If you're focused more is on the long-term health of the league and and where your club can go from there. The only negative, and, and Seth mentioned this, is about the split. I think New Mexico and San Antonio only have one game. Um, to me, that was a little bit disappointing. Especially back in 21, 22, they had a revenue sharing split by, you know, attendance, you know, how much you're on TV along those lines here. My experience is those type of deals don't go away, even though they say it's expired. You know, they tink, you know, they, they do tinker with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I understand kind of New Mexico with the with the baseball stadium, that's kind of a negative for you guys, but you guys hopefully have a new stadium coming in the next what two years, I believe is what it is. Hopefully. Uh for that here. Where where that where that where where you guys will be able to have the home games, but um, having Sacramento get five games seemed a little bit excessive to me. Um, I understand Detroit city. I don't like Detroit city, but Detroit city gets numbers. Yeah, they do. Uh, Like Detroit city, El Paso, they outdrew MLS head to head last year. So while I don't like it, you can understand it. Um, but, and, you know, it's, it's just like NFL bitching about, you know, Hey, why isn't my team on Monday night football or Sunday night football along those lines? It's, it's a content creator. It's, it's something to whine about for a day and a half. And then you move on, you know, it's, you know, you know, there's bigger fish to fry, but you know, we're what two weeks out, week and a half out. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's fun to complain and stay through here. But, uh, the only thing that I would, you know, for San Antonio's view, we have one Wednesday match. That's the one that's on uh, TV. Mm-hmm. The rest are Saturday games. So I'm sure SAFC was probably given the opportunity, hey, if you want more, you have to give up Saturday Saturday nights. 
as a team, is it better to give up Saturday nights where you do draw well for a midweek game to be on national TV? That that I don't know, you know, where you know where the economics of that is worth it. So but yeah, either way, it, this is good news. You know, you talked about the fact that both of these deals are multi-year deals. You know, the league is going to be bringing in more TV revenue than they have in the past. The the league is going to be available on multiple platforms. And it, it all shows us the growth. And I'm very curious about this about this comment over in chat. Phil from uh, El Paso, welcome up. Just had to give you guys glowing reviews on the USL show. I'm assuming he's talking about the club and not us. But. Yes, the club. <laughs> oh, it was the club? It wasn't us yeah. personally? Because, you know, Phil, you know, we, we've tried to reach out to Phil in the past to, to collab on some stuff. And just uh, we've also, when RGV was around, we reached out to them as well. Did not get a single response back. So... You know, it, it is what it is. But. That is another thing that I think that hurt San Antonio FC, because if you look at the matches, is the rivalries, is a lot of them, a lot of them on there. San Antonio losing RGV this year, and they lost Austin Bold, you know, you know, last couple of years. Our closest rival is, I guess you could say, is El Paso, and that's that's who's on there. So Yeah, yeah our, we didn't get a rival, though. We have Tampa Bay. Like it's, it's a very random league office, selection. buddy. League huh? office. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I don't. I don't care which games are of ours are on national TV and which ones aren't. Um, and so, I don't know. I, we'll we'll see. <laughs> I you know I don't doubt that one bit. I don't doubt that one bit. <laughs> I, I, I don't usually listen live because. When when uh, the USL show records and and does this does what we're doing, it's about an hour before us, and uh, I've got kids to put to bed then, so uh, I'll I'll catch it. Yeah, we heard. Catch it later. Well, hold sure. on, is it you that puts it to bed, or you know the boss? Because we, we heard the boss. We both have a hand. In <laughs> we all heard the boss. We're like, oh, <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> that's that's why I'm I, I still I'm scared. She she's right behind you like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you've looked. Keith. Earl's got to be tucked in tonight. So, Promise? so I had, I had a. <laughs> I think we all can agree that the national, or th- these broadcast deals, good for the league, correct? Mm-hmm. So with that, I've got nothing left to say about it. I'm stoked about it. Happy about it. Finally, know where we can watch the team and win. Anybody else have anything on, this, no, on that? On. No, but uh, I'm curious about Earl's projection of Las Vegas lights winning the league here. And uh, Earl, I, I think it's time you expand upon that. And we all get into our season predictions. Dun, dun, dun. So this is something we've been oh, talking yeah. about doing for a few weeks now. And Harry, obviously you know, we love having Harry on Harry. Uh, if you guys listen to listen to Harry, follow him on Hosh social media. He's very knowledgeable about the league. Um, we always we've been sitting down the past couple of years and doing our season long predictions. Uh, so, how do you guys want to do this? Do we start from the bottom up? Do you want to start from the top down? Bottom up. Bottom I don't care. Up. Can we start with the East though? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, raising anchors. Don't go far because I think you're gonna like this. You're definitely gonna like it for me, guys. You're definitely All right. gonna like it for me too. So I mean, Earl, you're just you're, Earl. Way to bury the lead there. Um, so I mean, let's 
Harry wants to start at the bottom. So let's go. Who's who is our bottom dweller? Earl, let's start. Well, does everybody have Miami? Is it even up for debate? <laughs> I I don't know if Earl knows that Miami sucks this year, so he might have had him like eighth, but I have I have Miami last, yes. Jacob has Miami last. Well, I do too. I you have got Loudon. Yeah, I have Loudon last. Oh, you guys, no. <laughs> that might be the team that we have the biggest. And uh, Seth, who do you got? Seth has North. What? Oh, North wow. Yeah. What? Oh, okay. We're going to differ so much <laughs> okay. on that. Holy cow. Okay. Dude, Seth. You, all right. It, it's, yeah. it's, 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 the flag has been plant, planted. Right. Uh, well, 11th, I have Detroit. Same. Ooh, okay. I don't have Miami much different from you guys. I just, I have no faith in, in that Miami Copy, team. Earl, not cut. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Oh, Earl's doing this? Oh, God. Okay. No, I'm doing well, mine. You're the only one that didn't ask for uh, access. So I'm, I'm doing yours and mine. Oh, okay. Uh, 10th, I have <laughs> Birmingham Legion. Oh, really? I don't what, have what, them. What had what? Wow, what what's causing the drop for you with with Legion? I just don't like who oh, they wait. brought in. They lost their best players to Memphis nine hundred one, and Mickey Lopez, one of their star players, is out again with another injury, ACL for the year. Mm. Yeah, but rough. I could rough. be wrong. We like said here. It's I think there's... I think mine's the biggest surprise. Nah. No. Well, I mean, it, it, well, who is yours, Jacob? I have Indy. Oh, yeah, but well, Indy. Okay. You don't think Mark Lowry keeps it going over there? So just missing Lowry's the gone. playoffs. Oh, is he? Nine. I have Loudon. Loudon. Okay. No faith in the in, in the in the the promise that Loudon has shown over the past couple of years. I just don't know who you bump out of the top. Hmm. And Josh, I think my opinion, the biggest rivalry we have right now is probably going to be El Paso just because of the whole Amanda Moreno taking off, knowing the club Jacob, so well. I have Pittsburgh here. So that's my opinion. I think El Paso is a bigger rivalry just because of Mondo. Seth, you got, Char- got Earl Charleston? Yeah. Wow. Uh, last spot in the playoffs, I have Pittsburgh uh, as the eighth seed. Fair, fair. I have Birmingham. Got Hartford. Who do you got, Jacob? Birmingham. Making a splash in their first season, Rhode Island. It's in the playoffs. That's not nearly as big of a splash as you think it is. You'll be surprised. Yeah, I, and so you know, first first year in the league, I think they have a good shot of making it. Um, whether or not they finish, you know, eighth, but I think that's a I think it's a fairly conservative guess on what they're going to out and they brought in. Uh, so Jacob went with Hartford in seventh. I went with uh, Indy. Earl, do you want to announce yours? I went with Birmingham. Louder. Yep. I like what Loudon's done. Oh shit! I messed up. Sorry. 
Loudon's there for me, and then Hartford's mm. at six. Right, Jump the gun. Flags planted, but we'll, we'll make an exception for. I mean, I'll, I'm good with switching them. That's fine. I'm. I'm, no, I'm the president. It. I'm the president <laughs> of Team Jacob. I, I can allow it. Good. good. Appreciate that. Earl with uh, North Carolina is in the difference. Everybody else has Hartford. Hartford did some good things last year. Harry, our top five are the same. Maybe not the same order, but. North Carolina, I have have, in fifth. I have North Carolina in fifth, sir. Well, we know uh, Seth doesn't. Nope. The defending. (laughs) Ooh, Louisville City. Yeah, I think they. I think they stick in the same spot as they did last year. Right. I don't think they didn't really make any big moves and they didn't really <laughs> lose anyone. So I think they stayed the same. I got Rhode Island fourth, the last home spot. And then you'll have Rhode Island, North Carolina as the four five matchup in the playoffs. That'd be fun. I've got Charleston in the four. I have Charleston. Seth with Indy. I might be too high on Indy. I, I could be but... way too high on Indy in my opinion, but yeah. Third, I got the Rowdies. Oh, wait. If yeah, he, wait. No disagreement there. No, Earl's got them through there. Who'd you have third? Uh... So, third, I have Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Oh, wow. Hmm. I guess Not as high as Earl, high. apparently. Well, <laughs> no, well, yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. Um, second, I got Charleston. The runner Island. Rhode Island was a big. Big one for me, trying to figure out which one to put first and second. I think, I think it's close. I think between got my first and my second is I have Tampa for my first. I think mean, Rowdy's could easily finish first. You know, they just always seem to have that level of talent. Sam Little moved to Indy, so I'm going with Louisville. <laughs> and who'd you have uh, in first? Blue City. Blue City. So three of us have Louisville, uh, Tampa. All four of us have in the top five or top three. Uh, Seth has the River Hounds. You know, you'd hard <laughs> to argue last year results. Um, they lost so much though, so much. But they always do though. That's yeah, the, they, and Raising Acres can't live. They got Bob Lilly, but... can't live in a world where Hartford Athletic is listed above Rhode Island. So Seth, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I think the I think the uh, pick that's going to get talked the most and maybe even mocked a lot, uh, Seth's North Carolina, dude. That's I, I. Oh yeah, he definitely he gave Jerry some ammo right there. <laughs> Jerry doesn't care about the East. I, don't, I can guarantee yeah. you that. <laughs> but no, that I. They 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 are returning a lot of the players that they won USL League One with, mm-hmm. but then they added several top tier USL Championship players to fill in around them. So I. I'm high on them. I not as high as, no. I think me and Harry are the highest on them, huh? Yeah, me and Harry are the highest on them, and I, I think they're gonna be, they're gonna be good. I mean, so they moment. very well could be. I if I'm surprised, if I would not be surprised. I mean, they could do anything. It's just that without seeing them play outside of a handful of matches last year, I know they have a lot of talent, but you know, it, it's gonna be tough making that jump. So moving out west, um, where this is kind of our bread and butter, mm-hmm. I, I'll start off as always. Monterey Bay—they uh, lost a lot of talent. 
Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. They're a club that they, they surprised a few people last year with some of the results that they had, but they've—I feel like they've struggled a bit to to kind of keep the momentum there. So I don't disagree with that at all. Who do you got, Jacob? I have a newcomer to the West, Tulsa. and they're the name of Memphis. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Earl. Uh... I have Las Vegas. I'm trying to figure out my computer. I can figure it out for you. Okay. Oh, you got it. Well, I can't figure out your computer, but you can very easily do it. The 11th, uh, I'm going to go with their compadres, even though they have pretty good jerseys. I'll, I'll give the roots through there, but ah, I roots, got yeah. roots as uh, the 11th. Hmm. I have roots Let's as 11 as well. I think the roots are a bit better than what we've seen. And we saw the run that kind of went on towards Monterey Bay last year. See, I'm glad that Raising Anchors is just as crazy as I am. Because if this Memphis rebuild works out, they are a sleeper for sneaking into the playoffs. If. The key phrase there. If. I, I was betting on it. So this will so, probably be the year that they probably do something because every year I think FC Tulsa is going to be good. <laughs> and their offseason started out good, and then they're like, hey, let's give everybody away that we just signed. So uh, I got them 10th. Yeah, I don't see Tulsa doing much this year. Yeah, uh, you know, much, love to our, much love to our guys out there, but I just don't see them. I have Orange anything. County. Yeah. Orange County? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Orange County is going to be interesting to watch this year. I'm just not – I'm never high on them. I'm always too low on them. <laughs> so I figured, why change that this year? We're just going to – Earl, who, who are you rolling with? Fuck Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you, you're, yeah, Phoenix missing out on the playoffs. Yeah. They finished so my... last year, if, if honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they barely they barely squeaked into the playoffs. At, I mean, the bottom half of it was – all given by one or two points. Um, but yeah, so my two tens on both sides are both decent teams that should be better. I have Memphis just missing the playoffs. I have Oakland just missing the playoffs because they're always like eight nine. Eight nine, eight nine. Always seem to be right in there. Yeah, I, I hate to do it. Like, I like Oakland. I like what they're doing. I think they've built a pretty solid core out there. But God, their kits are gorgeous. Kits are great. Great kits, too. <laughs> Fucking spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they just haven't quite put together a complete season yet, you know? No. So, um, I think our model here always consists of Buck. Um, Josh said it best, Fuck Phoenix. There's Fep. another. We already did Phoenix. Fep. 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 Okay, oh, El Paso. Paso. Yeah. Took Harry took a minute, but he got there. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't noticed, Harry, a lot of our, our slogans here are, are considered the word, like, fuck. So, so I yeah. am, you know, I'm probably drinking too much of the Kool-Aid, but I put Vegas in as the eighth seat. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I'm not sold. Don't get me wrong. They, they are definitely making some splashes. You know, bring in Solomon Asante, bring in Fabian Garcia, have Charlie Adams over there. I'm not sure it all fits together. And as far as like Asante, I think he's kind of past his prime. But they're trying, and I'm giving them a reward for trying. 
And that reward is me predicting them to make the playoffs. So they're going to finish last. But is, is that Joey Bat's money? Ah, probably a little bit. Earl, who do you have uh, in the eighth <laughs> slot? I have Tulsa. Okay. I didn't realize I was going to be the highest on Tulsa here, guys. Hmm. Drinking that Kool Aid. Uh, seventh, <laughs> yeah. I have uh, Orange County. I'm never high on them, but I do think that they're a playoff team. Who I said think I they do squeak as well? in, though. Early. Yeah, seventh Early. as well. What, and yeah, I think they barely squeak in, though. Jacob? This is where I've got uh, El Paso. Seth? Yeah, I struggled with this one because this is that spot where you've got it lined up, you know, a couple points difference. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be tight, you know, five through eight. It, it just is. And I, I don't have faith that Phoenix is quite reloaded, even from, you know, two years ago and their inconsistency last year. And I know uh, John Morris, he was real, his, at least his model was really high on them all year last year. Um, I just, I don't. I don't see them finishing higher about seventh. I mean, his model was high <clears> on them, and they did end up winning the cup. So <laughs> I can't can't knock well, it, the model. Oh yeah, them. no. But you, you look at the early season results that they had, and still how high no, they were. His I, model. Know, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it, and you know, I had you know, we've had conversations with him like that. His model was so heavily weighted towards the past, and I get that you have to pull data from somewhere, but for for them to be as as high as they were that early with how bad they were early in the year. It was it was it was surprising, but they turned it on at the end of the season. I got the switch back six because they always mid table. They'll start out good and then they'll hit a slump. Is where I have Tulsa. Earl has Monterey Earl's Bay. High on Monterey Bay. Yeah, I don't disagree with switchback. Same reasons here. They just they they haven't gelled. They haven't put that all together. I have them fifth. Right behind Tulsa, so it's yeah. it's not like uh, or right ahead it's Tulsa, so I, I pretty much agree with you guys. I just had one spot off. Mm-hmm. I put El Paso fifth. Okay, Earl, thank you for having Memphis five and not fucking one like you had earlier. <laughs> yeah, this, this hurts. you did. You also didn't read my messages a while ago because I said I was just fucking around. That was a senile, I, crazy Earl. I have New yeah, Mexico but- fourth to set up a playoff match between El Paso and New Mexico in New Mexico. <laughs> that would, that, I did that on purpose. I mean, yeah. If you, that's that's yeah. nice. That's well, nice. Just, I I don't know. I haven't. I mean, obviously, I didn't see you know, the scrimmage the other day. We haven't. We've seen very little actual footage from preseason. We don't just don't know where we're. I can't see us top one, two. I think three. Harry, don't hate me. But this is where I have you guys. No, that's fine. This will probably be my last show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd have somebody lower than me, honestly. Uh, uh, third, I got Team Lodi. This is this is one of my hardest ones here. I, I Orange County honestly could fall anywhere from third to seventh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see anyone below them right right now having putting together a better stretch than, than them at some point. That's where I have Phoenix. My, by the way. my two and three were back and forth. I mean, it could be either one of them. So just so you know, Harry. Oh, it's it's well, yeah. 
Jane, Jane here. Yeah, we beat Phoenix in their own house just before the playoffs. We sure did. We sure did. Um, just because it's a new team, I have San Antonio second. This is where I have United. Seth? San Antonio. Yeah. And then here's I mean, the reason why I'm last on the show. My last day of the show. I got Rising <laughs> the Champs, number one. <laughs> and then the three choke of us. in the playoffs. They're going to choke it to the lights. The three of us all. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be so funny. <laughs> uh, I also have Sacramento, guys. Yeah. Sacramento never wins. They just have really? too many people coming. I don't expect them to win. But I expect them to yeah, choke the in the playoffs, but they yeah, they can win the one seed again. Yeah, but they didn't lose. They're the same thing as Louisville. They didn't lose anybody, but they didn't gain anybody. Well, they gained like, some talent. They, they did. Um, I, I just it might be my hatred towards Sacramento because I dislike Sacramento. Fair enough. Um, just it's so 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 let's focus in real quick on so we all have United hosting a playoff match. Mm-hmm. How much of that is I'll, – I'll talk to Harry first since he's technically not a United fan, even though I think he is uh, secretly. Um, how much of that is bias and how much of it is uh, – why Why do you have them hosting a playoff match after the struggles that we had last year? Because they got younger. They got faster. They got better. You saw that in the second half of the year when – like I think if you had had the coach and the team that you had uh, in the second half of the year – I think you guys finished what top four. I don't, you know, along those lines here. Mm-hmm. You guys have talked about the depth that you guys brought in, the size that you brought in. Um, injuries is going to be a key uh, for it here. Always is. Um, we have know. we have a couple already. Bruce is is out with a small knock right now. But the, um, you've got I, I know. younger though. That's yeah, that's the thing though, and it's it's to me having Bruce come back later in the year is more important than having him at the start of the season. Because you want then, that well, veteran no, so, leadership for the playoffs. Well, I mean, Brucey, so Brucey too. He's not a ninety-minute. Go ahead, Earl. Brucey will be available for March 9th. Yeah, but Should you want to limit his minutes, though. That that's yeah. that's yeah. my whole point. He, is is not... hopefully he's not. Hopefully you guys have enough depth that you're not leaning on you know the original guys that were here what four or five years ago. I guess mm-hmm. you guys have been mm-hmm. in the league now. Uh, yeah, uh, Brucey actually, uh, they just put out a post today that he was signed as a trialist five years ago to the day today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So huge that he's still here. I love Brucey. He can be a difference maker. One question I have, have cool. and you yes. guys haven't brought him up, is Nava. He's Nava's so, coming back from an injury with with the kind of speed that the way that you guys mm-hmm. have. I think your attacking is a lot better. I'm wondering if he comes back healthy and you know hopefully he's you know muscled up and matured a little bit more. Um, you know, flat here where he's still not healthy. Is the still not healthy? Yeah, um, he had a setback, and so uh, we don't sucks. have a time frame on when he'll be back. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things. It, it, it's difficult, and you know, back to Brucey real quick. The thing is with Brucey, he gives you 125 percent the mm-hmm. entire time he's out there. So he, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a 90 minute guy. Give yeah. him 60 yeah. minutes to give you 125 percent, absolutely. But you're not going to get 90 minutes out of him out of him every day just because the the amount of effort he puts in 
he would run himself to death if, if he did that every single week. I right, say give him the 30, though, in my opinion, though, where that, that second half veteran sub that comes on that can help close out games. Because let's be honest, New Mexico's had some issues on closing out games. Yep. So here, here's the ages. I, w- I went through the yesterday because I, or yesterday or the day before because I was curious. We have Tembacus, Seymour, Ryden, And that's that's all the players that we have that are over thirty now. That was not that case last year by any means. Uh, we also have twenty two, twenty three. So I just read them: twenty two, twenty three, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five, twenty three, twenty four, twenty seven, twenty six, twenty six, twenty five, twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty three, twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty six, twenty three, and twenty. So you take those thirty year old players out who are going to be starting for us more than likely. And honestly, Seymour and Ryden, two of our best players, even though they're up there at age. What what I like about it is behind that, behind those two specifically, you have youth, but not inexperienced youth. You've got Talon Maples and Anthony Herbert, who have Herbert played in the fin, in Finland the last two years. Maples comes over from MLS Next Two or Next Pro Team. So they have experience that's not just, you know, college experience like Kelowna and some others that we had last year. So we have some depth there. I also like, like Harry mentioned, you know, full off season with Quill, got younger, got faster. I mean, Harris, McQuelle, Gloucester, uh, A.O., are all freaking quick, man. They all just were flying around both at media day and the, the black and yellow scrimmage. So I agree with all of Harry's points there, but the moment that I've been waiting for, I'm sure everybody has been Earl. What does your starting lineup look like? Okay. Okay. Let me see. Did I close it out? I think I did. No, I didn't. Oh, all right. What's your formation? First of all, I have a four, four, two. Okay. All right. Good. I'm glad you didn't so, say like a three one 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 one. So good. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a rip. So, so I, I unfortunately have Tembakis at, at goalkeeper. I, at, I at this point this. in time, I do as well. Yeah, um, there are rumblings around the around the club that there might be a competition between the two to see who's actually better and to see who takes the spot. Right now, I'm giving it to Tembakis. Um, I have Chris Gloucester at the left back. Same. I have right in at center back. Same. We might differ here. I have Herbert as I, uh Raisin Acres are taking notes. I, I have still Herbert have as our second back. I still have Seymour, but I, I, I wouldn't argue with Herbert or Mal Talon, honestly. See, and the good thing about, about me, Raisin Acres, is I'm the crazy one here, so you don't want to take notes from me. Um, and then my, my right back would be, uh, Zico. Okay. I have Zico in my starting lineup. That's not where I have him. Okay. I have IO over there, uh, at the, at the right back position. And then my midfield, I have, uh, Harris. Okay. On my, on the left, left side. Okay. I have Nikki in the mid. Okay. I have Nanon. Or Landry or Hasu, whatever you guys want to call him at that the flavor mm-hmm. of the day. And on the right side, I had a hard time with it, but I put Schwartz. Okay. 
See, that's crazy because you only mentioned one name that I have in my midfield, and yet that's a fucking great midfield still. Like it's a yeah, solid it, midfield. Still. I was torn on who line. to put because I have a four three three, and so I've got Micheletto, Nanan, and and Zico there. Okay, and then my my top two, my two forwards I have is Dunlady and Hurst, which Akale was was right there as well. I mean, so, so I made mine as like a week one, what I project week one to be. And I just don't see Dunlady starting week one when we haven't seen him. He hasn't been in any of the team sheets for the preseason matches. He didn't play in the scrimmage. He wasn't at training at media day. So I don't know what's going on there, but to me, it's kind of like, I'm worried he might be one of the other strikers that we've had in the past that have come in and just haven't gelled for whatever reason. And him missing all this preseason time and training time with these guys worries me. So I don't have him up there. I've got Hurst, you know, and starting in the middle. Then I have Hakovo uh, on the left of Hurst. And then I have uh, Quele on the right. And I don't know, but that the reason why I have them at two instead of four, like, like Seth and Harry is I look at that lineup and I don't see a hole. Uh, uh, fun fact about Hoko Reyes, I actually, so you know how we walked back in here, Earl, to the black and yellow bash when they were announcing the jerseys? Yeah. Whoever won Hakovo has never got back to him. So they actually pulled Allie's name. And so I, March 9th, I get to pick up that, that game worn Hakovo Reyes jersey. Okay. And I'm pretty thrilled about that. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to put it right behind me. And, uh, that had no, that wasn't why I put him in my starting 11 <laughs> by any means. He's actually been really good from what I've seen, um, both at the bash and, or at the scrimmage and uh, media day in person. He's looked really good and he was really good till he got hurt when he was with us last year. So, um, yeah, I Seth, do you have thoughts on those and do you have your own? Do you, do you care? Does your Are you breathing robot? soul your soulless robot body care. No, again, it's, you know, I, unlike you guys, I haven't had a chance to see the guys in action yet. Yeah, so no, it's tough. I just, I, I want to see it. I want to see them in action. And I mean, I'll still come up with, you know, a, a projected 11, you know, prior to, to the first match, no matter what. But, you know, I'll have a better idea of what I want to see after, you know, match one. You know, yeah, I have the sure. opportunity to see the guys, you know, mm-hmm. in action. So, I mean... And I, think, I don't disagree with a lot of, and, and honestly, right now, without seeing the new guys, I mean, it, right? Yeah, I, I I would stick with what I have, but and and, and you guys thought I was crazy for not having bees in my starting eleven then. So <laughs> now that bees is, is not with the team anymore, I, I just don't. Well, I, I want to see the rest. And I don't like a shitty thought exercise to do is if I had him on this team, where would he be? And yeah. I don't, I don't know, man, that midfield is fucking loaded and you could have him up top in Reyes's spot, probably maybe Aquila's spot. But, um, I mean, it, it's, it's tough. I think those who haven't seen them in person, you know, there was how many people you think were at the scrimmage roll? Probably 200, 300, probably about 300, 300. It was the smallest preseason home thing I've, I've been to by far, but to the people that haven't seen them there 
because that's the only place you theoretically could have seen him unless you were peeking over a fence in Tucson um, or something like that. I think trust, uh, take mine and Earl's word at, however, at face value, however you want to, but it's, uh, I think we're in pretty good hands. I really do. It's exciting. It's exciting to see what we have. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was, uh, I missed this. I was, I had us full screen so I could see the logos and stuff. So I kind of haven't, haven't seen, uh, some of the comments over here, but the Earl's favorite board again, uh, comment, uh, I don't know when that was made in what reference, but that is, that's good. He, I've actually been watching him play for Miami a little bit. He's actually scoring. Like it's, oh, he scored once. He, he scored once. That's more than he did here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I do think though. So we, me and Earl both had four at the back. I do think with Maples and Herbert's additions, I could see us play three at the back at, at times this year. So uh, I'll I'll leave that kind of open there. But uh, no matter what, I am I'm really excited. Really excited. Well, fortunately, we don't have too much longer to wait. The USL championship season gets going in earnest in about a week, week and a half. So uh, this is exciting, exciting time of the year. And obviously the weather is doing what it usually does with, you know, 45 mm -hmm. mile an hour gusts. And so the opening oh, that's night all? might be interesting. Yeah, that's all. but that's it. It, it was not that way on Saturday. Just so you know, was beautiful I, did Saturday, happen, yeah. I did happen to be yeah, with burnt. a nice, pretty good sunburn. Half of his face got burned. <laughs> she was yelling at the kids, not me. That's, that's I, I don't know. Honest to think. Um, well, <laughs> damn it, Harry! I was good. You shook me. Um, See, you guys thought I was the unprofessional one. So next next week, guys, we have um, we actually have a, a regular season preview to do. Hopefully we get a little more out of the El Paso match than we've been getting out of the preseason matches, but I'm not holding my breath. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. Well, if you're playing in El Paso, you, you think it's more kind of depth? Because you don't want to risk any injuries yeah. before the season, mm -hmm. especially going against a, a rival? The The problem is, is if, if two or three players are injured already or like picked up knocks and they don't want to play – then it's probably going to be a lot of academy kids because the quote-unquote depth you have could, like, I don't know. Like, if you asked me to pick a second starting three in the midfield, I don't know who it would be because they all could be starters. And so I don't think it's going to be – I think you'll see, like, 45 minutes of, of like, a, a B-plus team. And then you'll see the second half if they if that's the format they use you'll see the second half be be academy kids and and stuff like that but, but yeah I, I don't I don't expect much out of them out of that that scrimmage at all yeah I wouldn't either you know again you don't want to risk injury heading into the the first regular season game and you know maybe we see some guys get a few minutes you know that are getting back into shape you know with Brucey you know with Brucey having the knock maybe he gets you know 20 30 minutes you know maybe you see guys getting a half at, at most so it, it, like you said it'll be interesting to see what happens in this last you know preseason with El Paso before we you know get ready for a home opener um yeah can't wait 
exciting time of the year, exciting, a lot of things going on. Can't wait to be back out in the lab with everybody. Uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah. So with that, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and do the announcement real quick. Do it. Uh, Josh over in the chat coming in with the, uh, oh, you clicked it too. Yeah. <laughs> Josh over in the chat coming in with, I'm interested in y'all's United kit ranking too. Well, we're interested in yours, Josh. And so with that next week, we will, I'll, I'll give you mine. Um, Earl can give you his trash takes as well. Uh, Seth might have some, although he's a robot. I don't think he cares. Um, but while we're showing you our rankings, we want your guys's. So what we're asking is want you guys to send us your top three. Uh, you can use a DM from any of our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Send in your top three, preferably with pictures, so we don't get confused as to which one's which. We're going to shout you guys out on the show next week, probably show uh, some people's top three. And then we will randomly select a winner out of the people that do that. And uh, Earl, what are they going to win? So, so Stand glad up for because me. we love... Stand up for me. Stand up so they can see it all. I'm trying. Oh, yeah, he's old. Sorry. <laughs> so you will win one of those bad boys right there. Uh, I've got it with me right now. It's a size large. I can take it to the home match. It's still in the package. If you need a different size, I'm sure they'll exchange it for you. But we've got one of those as well as. So we're also, like I said, we're big fans of giving shit away. Um, and today, not only do we have a kit to give away, but we also have two tickets in section 106, I believe I said. Yes, right behind um, the plate. Right behind, behind home plate, two tickets to the match on March 9th, included with the kit. All you have to do is send us your your top kits that you believe are the top kits. And just a, just a disclaimer, if for whatever reason your top three kits does consist of a white crane shares, that's an automatic winner. Oh God, no! It's no, not. no, 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 Dear no, Lord. no! White crane oh. shares is an automatic done. Nope. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so to recap, send in your top three favorite United kits of all time to any of our social media DMs. We will shout you out on the show next week, and then we will randomly select a winner that will get a new New Mexico United away kit, the Sandia kit there that Earl's wearing that you've seen all over social media, and you will get two tickets to the home opener in section 106 row C, I believe, uh, which is right C behind the plate. Pretty dang close to the field. Um, so yeah, do all that. We'll pick a winner. Want to get somebody out there. Want to get somebody a kit for sure. There you have it, guys. Chance to win a kit. Chance to win uh, some tickets. I do have one final thought, a little bit off topic, but I do yeah. think it's important. Um, okay, good. Um, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but there's some big fires up in the Texas panhandle. Um, I grew up in Western Colorado. I know Jacob, uh, you know, is in Eastern New Mexico and rural areas like that where fires can be really dangerous and they can burn a lot. And unfortunately there's looks to be a big fire up in the panhandle area of Texas. So you know, hopefully everybody's okay. You know, there's pictures of you know cattle having to run around and stuff like that. So I know New Mexico, Western Colorado, the Panhandle all have kind of similar 
um, environments uh, when it comes to that. So and once like once they start, especially with this wind, they can travel real fast, pretty quick, and, and a long way. So, so yeah. So just you know, thoughts and prayers to the people up in the Texas Panhandle area. I know going, I know, I know the runners go back and forth kind of in that area. You know, with the with the the league that they're in, but uh, yeah. they're actually like said, they're being from the country. Store. You know, you know, Western Colorado. You know, when you see fires like that, it's it's not fun, especially you know small towns that sure. depend on volunteer firefighters and stuff like that when they deal with these massive um, blazes or fires that you know the entire community is not just from that town but locally all come together to help fight them. So. Mm-hmm. And on that note, not to mow over Harry's comment about the fires, we obviously do care. Um, the runners will be at home this coming Saturday for union night and the first 200 200 fans to walk through the door will get a replica home kit um courtesy of the union nice yeah we didn't do much of a runner's update it was a jam-packed united show uh and there i we need to get andres on the show aren't you impressed that i brought him up though yeah i appreciate that That (laughs) that was professional podcasting right there harry yeah, no, we have our San Antonio contingent of runners fans. That's what that is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but, All right, guys. Anything else? Did we miss anything? anything I don't think did? so. No. There is a, a bus trip to Phoenix that the club just posted about. Uh, mm-hmm. 50 bucks for a bus ticket and match tickets uh, to go over there and back, plus a couple of blocks of hotel rooms that you can stay in if you want to do that. I think that's March 30th and 31st, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we'll sell that deal. out. No, it's not. I mean, you got to buy the hotel still, but but for a bus and and a match ticket, that's that's not bad at all. So, and if you can uh, book a room, uh, you know, bunk with somebody in a room, yeah, cost it up and mm-hmm. leave the hotels are within walking distance and a safe walking distance as well. Yeah, and um, and they the they're providing transportation to the match too if you don't want to walk. So oh, nice. you can take the bus over there as well. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty cool deal. It's not chartering a plane to Minneapolis, but it is still a pretty cool deal. And hopefully we can pretty damn get a, close. Get a large contingent of United fans over there to fuck with Phoenix because uh, <laughs> we love to do that over there. So yeah, that was that was the only thing that I had on my list that we didn't cover. A small thing, nonetheless. But uh, but yeah, next week we excited. need to get an open cup. We need to get sure. going, we need to get into open cup next week because uh, Seth, we gotta get going, man. I, I, I hear that paddle warming up, man. Come on, right? <laughs> dude, I'm scared. Like dude. I, I'm in San Antonio. Earl's next, but you know, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's, Promise. Let's do that. Let's I, go ahead and get. I mean, I I like it rough, so it's whatever. It's my wife, Earl. <laughs> no. <laughs> You took it too long, Seth. You know, 118 should have been the cutoff, man. You know, 119 now it's crossed over. Now, now, now we're just lost. Like, you might as well talk about wrestling and all kinds of shit now. Uh, no, oh, man. Um, Harry, thanks, man. Love Avignon. Uh, love the insight. I also like that you're like pretty level headed when it comes to this stuff and you're not crazy for uh, your, your team, even though. I think you did have them the highest in the rankings, but no, uh, that's not true. Didn't you have them too? I don't remember what the rankings were. Yeah, but somebody else. Uh, I think yeah, I did. I had them two. two. Yeah, I had them two. Oh, also. so I you had them tied two. for the. Well, I had them at three. 
Yeah, I had him at four. So yeah, uh, I was the lowest. Wow, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm truly <laughs> sorry. But no, uh, seriously, thanks, man. I appreciate you coming hey, on. Hey, San Antonio is going to pass this year. We went to the match where they played Antigua GFC, and they actually passed back. We were all like, oh, what the hell is this? So you know, watch <laughs> out. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I'm nervous now. Not really. Not at all. Uh, no. So there you have it. So we covered so much, guys. Covered so much. Had uh, had our preview. Had a bunch of signings to cover. All in all, super excited. We're 11 days away from March 9th and opening night at the lab. Harry, do you guys play that night too? Uh, yeah, against uh, Loudoun United. So. So, so March 9th there. And then the match, you know, to circle back to the national TV, the second week is San Antonio and Tampa. I'm surprised that's not a national TV match with uh, San Antonio Mm -hmm. going against Jordan Farr, but Mm -hmm. should be, should be, but nonetheless, you'll still be able to watch it somewhere because all the matches will be at least somewhere. So we found out so much this week, the last two weeks, it's been like three weeks since we've done an episode, two or three weeks since we've done an episode. So there was a lot to cover. Thank you for bearing with us. We ran a little long tonight, but I I think it was worth it in the grand (laughs) scheme of things. Remember to send your top three United kits for a chance to win a Jersey and some tickets to the home or to the home opener, the season opener on March 9th. And I'll put a Facebook or I'll put a, a social media post out about that here now when we get off as well. But uh, I think that we also have some other cool stuff coming down the pipe for you guys. Everybody in the chat, there's too many to name tonight. There's just way too many over there. Love all you guys. Thanks for coming on. And uh, cannot wait for, for next week to start actually breaking down a regular season match and talking about some kits, talking about some U.S. Open Cup. Tune in again next Tuesday. We'll be back here at 8 o'clock with or without Harry. Um, he does have a life, so... Uh, We'll see what he decides to do and what we decide to do there. But thanks again. We love you guys. And until next week, Somos Lindos. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.